When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a breakdown I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of this year's show. Uh, number one, what's up with all of you? How are you doing? You doing all right today? Let's try to get that answer to be like, yeah. Because, like, I know there's stuff going on in your life. But there's probably some good stuff in there, too, right? What's that good stuff? Like, really, what's that good stuff? Did you have coffee this morning? That's good. Did you have water this morning? That's good. And if you didn't have water this morning, and you have access to water, you should drink some water this morning. I've realized recently how much of my life I've been super upset about things, and honestly, it's usually been that I've been as upset as I am, because I haven't had any water or eaten anything. There's this thing called HALT, which you gotta stop and do if you're not feeling good, if you're like throwing a an emotional wait around are you hungry angry lonely or tired the first one also stands for hydrate and odds are it's like one or all of those things and then when you slow down and go oh i should like call somebody or i'm angry that's okay you can slow it down a little bit you know So anyway, I was on tour. I did my last leg of my tour, basically. So just want to let everybody know, I am not on tour anymore. (laughs) I don't know why it's bothering me so much that everybody I talk to in my life is like, are you on tour? Are you still on tour? And like, I'm not. So, (laughs) you know, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? I would say tired right now. Um... But for whatever reason, it does... I mean, I guess it means that my social media marketing is effective because all of my friends think that I'm gone all the time. Um, But who knows? It's a very weird thing. And uh, I will be in Denver next week for the High Plains Comedy Festival. So there's going to be a live one of these guys. A live three swings. I have no idea how it's going to go. It should be fun. And so if you live in Denver, please come to that. Bring your friends. I'd love to see you. Um, You know, it's probably only going to be like an hour or something like that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Probably talk to Adam Caton Holland about throwing out his first pitch for the Colorado Rockies. Um, So thanks to everybody that came out to the shows. Austin, Houston, Houston, holy shit. I'm so sorry about nature and what's happening right now. Um, I hope that you're all okay and hanging in there and uh 
I'm thinking about you. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be okay. I'm sorry that that's what's happening. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad we got to hang out. Um, New Orleans, and then St. Louis. So, a bunch of great cities, a bunch of great folks, some Three Swings shirts there, some baseball stuff there. Somebody gave me a Dorothy Kamenchek starting lineup, which I didn't know they even made those. She played for the Rockford Peaches in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Widely regarded as one of the best who ever played. Um, served as some of the inspiration for Gina Davis's Dottie Hinson. Um, and yeah, left-handed first baseman. And yeah, the reason why Gina Davis was not a first baseman was how terrible she was at playing baseball. <laughs> and so <coughs> catching, she was able to do that you know, uh, in a way that made sense on camera. Um, I know too much about the movie A League of Their Own and the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. I've got a lot rolling around up there. And uh, I am just going to say this on here because I don't think I've ever talked about it. And like, I don't know, I, I didn't think I was allowed to talk about it, but I wrote on the reboot. I was in the writer's room. I was hired. <laughs> I was not a consultant. I was a writer in the writer's room. Um, and so, yeah, that thing, that show is like starting to come together into something that is going to be filmed at some point. You know, there's things out there in the news that you can read so I can talk about that. So there you go. Baby's first, uh, you know, writer's room that wasn't their own TV show on uh, NBC streaming platform. So, uh, just want to let everybody know about that. And let's see, my fantasy baseball, I am in the Constellation Ladder. I won the first round. I am winning the second round, which is not over, but I'm winning by about 100 points. Doesn't mean, I know that's, like, fantasy baseball, 100 points, big gap to close. However, possible, given that I have maybe one more pitcher, pitcher. so it's possible, but it, it looks like I'm going to move on. And then, uh, yeah, I came in ninth out of 10, I think, which is a big ego blow when you're pretty good at fantasy baseball. But um, what are you going to do? Also, just speaking about baseball, what I've been watching lately, I did catch when I was in St. Louis, I turned on the Cardinals game as Ryan Braun hit the grand slam. So, yeah, I'm... I'm stoked for postseason baseball right now. Um, I've been not as keyed in or not as like connected to the regular season as I have been in previous years. Um, and, you know, that makes having a baseball podcast kind of difficult. And then I've missed a bunch of my own baseball league. But, you know, my heart is still in it, and I still love it, and I still, as soon as I turn it on, get into it. So I don't think... There's no requirement to be a baseball fan other than a desire to watch baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like it. Like you can't, I don't get to tell anybody they're not a real baseball fan or they're not a real anything because I don't like it when people tell me that. So why would I say that to somebody else? Also, my my baseball team came in first and our first playoff game is Sunday and there's really just two one-game playoffs, and then those are the teams that are going to be in the World Series. And I'm playing my former team, of course. Couldn't, wouldn't want it to not be poetic, you know? So that's happening 9 a.m. on Sunday. I'm real out of practice, and I feel like I'm really out of shape. But I think 
you know, it's I love my team. I like my team no matter what happens. I feel great about it. I've had a great year with the team. And, uh, you know, I just want to keep doing this thing. So, uh, we'll be back after this with the show. All right, we're back. And I do just want to say this next part of the show, um, I mean, there's like a, a content warning for uh sexual assault um just want to let anybody know up top i'm not sure how long i'm going to talk about it but uh if that's not something you want to hear then you should fast forward a little bit um felipe vasquez was arrested the pirate's closer was arrested on tuesday it is now friday morning and he was charged with six counts in pennsylvania and florida including multiple felonies related to his solicitation of an underage girl a judge denied him bail in Pennsylvania, where the charges filed include statutory sexual assault, unlawful contact with a minor, corruption of a minor, and indecent assault. Major League Baseball placed Vasquez on administrative leave after the arrest, after the arrest, and is awaiting further information from police before considering disciplinary actions. So, you know, I wasn't gonna, you know, I was like, we don't have all the information necessarily, but that doesn't mean that I don't have a a belief on this. But given that I've looked into it a little bit more, um, and since Brett wrote me the notes, more has come out. So Brett wrote me the notes with what was out at the time. Um, pretty disgusting, I would say. Um, I mean, I have... here. Here's, here's something that we did not talk about on this show that came up, and it, it may have been a Twitter-only kind of a thing. But um, that MLB was telling players like, "Hey, don't take this gas station um, like supplement for uh, erections, like erectile supplement, because it might it will you might not pass a drug test because of the things that it contains in it." And everybody was joking around about like the gas stations and like who does that. And I just want to say one thing that I do believe to be true, which is that I don't think we know what these guys' lives are like leading up to becoming a Major League Baseball player. I think it's often, and this is not an excuse, it is simply just going like, when you go, how does this even, how does somebody even do that? You go, and then you just write them off as like an aberration or a monster. This behavior is incredibly monster-like. You know, I'm not, I'm, I am not excusing the behavior. But what I am saying is, these guys get funneled into this sport, and when they're kids, this is what they get to do, you know? And all this is is privilege. I'm not going like, oh, have empathy, for pity on them, or something like that. It's like, these guys get to play baseball, and then at, at a certain point, like around 12, 13, their lives become baseball. And they do nothing else. They go to school, they maybe do their homework, and then they play baseball. And they don't have, like, full lives... They don't have social interactions and they're on a baseball team and they're in an echo chamber and these guys stay in their thirteens and fourteens and fifteens as adult men. And then they go and they do completely fucked up shit (laughs) because nobody's like, they're not held to any standard other than like 13 and 14 year old boys. And they're going to gas stations and getting erectile dysfunction pills because... I don't know, they want to go party. 
because they don't they don't have like full lives and they're basically like you're the the only life is baseball and women or what or sex you know like which basically women become like an avatar for having sex which is something they feel like they deserve to do men that is in this position often not always they feel like women having sex is just part of like well i got free cleats and i got this car and i got this thing and it's like well i should get laid too and then like they just do whatever they want and nobody's like mentoring them to be full human beings you know to go- to think about what someone else all they think about is winning a baseball game all they think about is arm arm slots and like you know whatever bait grips you know pitch grips and shit like that and then they go and do like insane things and you're like how are these guys this is how and i would unfortunately say that most of these guys are pretty fucked up unfortunately and i'm not trying to be negative i'm just trying to be realistic here most of these guys have not lived the same kinds of lives that we all have, where we've been held accountable for things, where we've been held responsible to things other than our baseball team. And that's how this shit happens. So, you know, I it, it has it has been like disturbing to me to see this a reported only on the internet. You know, I watched Quick Pitch last night for the first time in a long time. And, yeah, you're not going to see this on Quick Pitch. You're not going to see Felipe Vasquez uh, rapes child facing charges. You know, like, you're just not going to see that because they don't have a spin on it yet. And they they don't know how to sell it. And that guy is one of their employees. And so that guy is the face of their organization right now. And so they're just going to ignore it. And they're just, ooh, oh, the, the post, postseason, postseason, woo, postseason, everybody. So, I mean, this this one is so beyond that they're not even going to talk about it. And I would imagine that he's just out. And it says in my, like, Google search that if he's convicted or probably not, he'll be deported. Because, of course, he'll be deported. Because that's what we do to people who are, quote, not from here, is we kick them out of the country. Never mind, like, all the p- the people who run the country, who are doing worse shit, or not as worse, but also doing terrible shit. And those people are going to have statues to them. There are going to be libraries named after these people. And we're going to have to look at their names for the rest of our lives. And that's just the way it's going to be. And I'm not being defeatist, I'm being prepared. And I can see how it's going to go. So, I, I, you know, I mean, this dude, there, there's a quote from TMZ, so I don't know how much I can trust that, that he ha- he thought maybe this person was underage, but, quote, had sex anyway. Well, here's the thing. You might have thought you were having sex anyway, but it is rape. That's why it's called statutory rape. And, like, you know, that's a tough word to hear, but we don't say it because it's a tough word to hear. And straight up, if you are over 18 and the person that you are with is under the age of consent in the state that you're in, it is statutory rape. I don't care what that person said or did. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. 
I don't care. There is no, this is not a case of a person being 17, which also is like, I don't even want to really get into this argument because holy shit, but there's a, there's a difference between somebody being 17 and 13 and somebody being 17 and being into it, whatever. But 13, we're talking, we're not talking about 17, we're talking about 13. And also, again, I don't even want to get into that argument, because 17 is 17, 17 is not 18. How, wh- how are you around people in, you're in your late 20s, why are you hanging around teenagers? Get away from teenagers. Get away from teenagers. You know what a teenager looks like? And if you can't tell, then you shouldn't be having, trying to have sex with anybody. That's the thing. You should, if you don't know how old somebody is and you don't want to ask, guess what? You don't get to have sex. It's not the way it works. And also, that's not the way it works because people do it all the time. And I'm not even going to get into it, but it, it does, if you can, every time I see this headline, it's sex with underage girl because these outlets don't want to print the word rape. But that's how this all keeps perpetuating because the media, which we believe to be this like thing, which it is and it also isn't, don't want to put that word on their pages. They don't want that word on their pages. But, you know, if that word was on our pages, we might start seeing it less. But because it's not, it's happening all the time. So when you're reading this, make sure that you're checking yourself and you know that's not what this is. This is not sex with a... You can't have sex with a child. She's a child. She's 13. She can't even drive yet. She can't even have a learner's permit. She was not a teenager last year. So, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And I think that it was filmed. So, despicable. Despicable. Huh. Okay, so... Now I would like to move on to something that's not as terrible. Um... Definitely not as terrible because it doesn't have to do with sexual assault. So thanks to everybody for listening. Um, The Yankees are now peaking. The Yankees entered the last two weeks of the regular season with the best record in baseball. And then, on top of that, they got slugger Giancarlo Stanton and ace Luis Severino back from the injury list. Far from showing rust after spending most of the season on the IL, Severino pitched four shutout innings against the Angels on Tuesday, throwing 44 of 67 pitches for strikes and topping out at 99 miles an hour on per fast per hour on his fastball. Stanton, meanwhile, went one for three with a double in his return Wednesday against the Angels. And Brett wants to know, do a healthy Stanton and Severino give the Yankees what they need to compete with the Astros in October? I mean, I think it does give them what they need to compete. Um, I just think, I mean, that's, uh, that's the NLCS that I want to see or the ALCS of oh, Jesus. That's the ALCS that I want to see. I mean, I, here's the thing. When I, last night I'm like looking, somebody asked me what matchups I wanted and like, you know, I, I said some that are, I think impossible to have, but like, I, w- <laughs> here's the thing about the Yankees. I hate the Yankees, but also like bring it on, man. And second, 
I you know I I really don't like the Astros because they beat my team. But like, are they one of the best teams to watch in baseball? Absolutely. All of these teams that are in the hunt this year are really exciting, and it's at least like entertaining. You know, the Central League or the Central Division. God, I'm using all the wrong words for things. The Central Division in the NL and the AL is very exciting, and it's fun to watch, especially the Brewers and Cubs race right now. And, like, the Brewers getting there without Yelich would be the biggest surprise to everybody. And I think I said this last episode, I think there's definitely a chance. Although Lorenzo Cain just went out last week, but it or last night, and that's probably precautionary because Yelich is out. But... I mean, the Brewers making it without Yelich would be like the whole win one for the Gipper thing. And like, look, I I don't like the Cubs. So anytime the Cubs have a hard time, I'm going to be happy. But the Cubs are the Cubs and they have this insane ability to somehow make it back and get back in the hunt. So they are a couple games out in the wild card, I think. And they're four... The Cubs are a game out of the wild card. Washington is only a game over Milwaukee. And the Cubs have lost three in a row. Washington's lost one. Um, Washington is five and five in the last ten games. And the Cubs are five and five in the last ten games. And then Milwaukee is eight and two and they've won one. Now, I didn't mean to get into, like, all the details of all this. I need to get back to the Yankees because... We're going to talk about all this more in a in a moment. But I do think Severino being back and him being healthy and him pitching well is huge. And they also have one of the best bullpens in baseball. And they have an offense that is deep, just absolutely thoroughly deep. So I think that I think that the Yankees meet the Astros in the ALCS and we see a seven game battle to win it. And I think it's going to be really exciting. And I think that um, that'll be the one to watch. I think the NLCS is also going to be as exciting, but I just don't think it's going to be the same kind of a battle like we're going to see with the Astros and the Yankees this year, which I think is just what's going to happen. And I, I'm excited about the wild card, but I just I do think it's going to happen. The, the Yankees just don't quit. They just don't quit. And they've been half or maybe a third of the team that they should be, and they have 100 wins. So they're doing something right, and I do think, you know, they have to face three aces in the Astros, and I'm curious to see how that goes, and I can't wait for it. Uh, we'll be right back after this, and we're going to get into the postseason, and I'm going to be even more excited about that. All right, we're back. And we got some World Series simulations. On Wednesday, ESPN gamed out several possible 2019 World Series matchups in order to find the most intriguing pairing. So these come from bench coach Brett, and there is some beautiful little spice in here from that wonderful human being. Um, So we've got, first, the powerhouse showdowns. We've got the Dodgers versus the Yankees, or the Dodgers versus the Astros. With apologies to Atlanta, There have been three great teams in 2019. Depends on your definition of great. I think that's what we're getting into here. 
Astros have a plus 255 run differential. The Yankees have plus 188, and the Dodgers are at plus 240. The Braves have been spectacular in the second half, but their run differential for the season is still just plus 106. (laughs) A Dodgers versus Yankees or a Dodgers versus Astros World Series would represent the best of the best this season. 2019's powerhouses battling it out for the title. So, I mean... Look, I'm going to love either of those for multiple reasons. Dodgers-Yankees would be a lot of fun for merchandise. <laughs> but uh, um, I was just thinking last night when I was driving home like how amazing it's been to watch 100, 200-win teams playing each other um, or close to 100-win teams playing each other because um, I just think that that's like, it's just, a, it's it's different, you know, to watch that. So, I, I, I These pairings I'm fine with. Does it seem kind of boring? Yes. But does it also seem like we'll probably get a seven-game series? Yes. Do do I think the Astros would just run the Dodgers over like the Red Sox did last year? Yes, I absolutely do. So if I have a preference, I would rather see the Dodgers and the Yankees because I feel like at least it would be a fight. Then we have the rematch of the best World Series ever between the Minnesota Twins and Atlanta. Back in 1991, the Twins and Atlanta both went from last place to first place and won their league championship series, then met in the most exciting World Series ever played. Five one-run games, all won in the final at-bat, four walk-off wins, three extra inning games, and two classic contests in games six and seven. Best World Series ever. The 2019 rematch wouldn't feature teams that have gone from worst to first, but they are two exciting teams with the Twins bashing all those home runs and Atlanta featuring three potential 40-homer guys of their own in Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman, and Josh Donaldson. Atlanta hasn't been to a World Series in 20 years. This will be their 11th playoff appearance since then. The Twins haven't reached the World Series since that 1991 title with seven empty playoff runs since. I mean... I I would love to see this rematch. It would be a lot of fun to relive that. And hey, the 90s are back, baby. Um, I don't have much recollection of this World Series, which is interesting because this is in the, you know, I guess I was nine, so I was like kind of maybe not as into baseball as I, whatever, like it was going back and forth and everything. And then 1995 really got me back on board. But I I mean, it would be fun to see that again. And I, I think that, In the same way that the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros are, like, evenly matched, I also see the Twins in Atlanta being pretty evenly matched, despite not being powerhouses necessarily. But Atlanta and the Twins seem to both crush home runs in similar fashion. So it would be a lot of fun to see these two teams play each other. Plus, like, you get to see two teams in navy, white, and red, which is good. You know, I love color-coordinated World Series, you know. Um, so, I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Plus, I, I mean, I personally would love to see Josh Donaldson in a World Series. He's had a, a, like, what a season for that guy who's considered, like, an old fart at this point. But, like, I mean, and also, do you guys know he's vegan? He's vegan. Crazy. So, I mean, I would love to see that. I got to, I watched some of Nelson Cruz's homers last night, and I picked him up for my fantasy baseball league, and he's most of the reason why I'm even keeping going at this point. So, you know, whatever. Let's go Twins. Mitch Garver had seven home runs last year, and he's got 30 this year. So you never know. You just never know. 
And then we've got Midwest Mayhem, and these are the matchups that Fox executives do not want, but there are some fun storylines here. And I want to take a moment to just pause and really look at that. And really, really look at that and say, you know, because we've sort of been talking around it on this show, that, like, the strings behind everything, and, like, you can't make a game go, you know, I mean, you know, the Black Sox scandal was a thing. And I don't think, I, I, I don't, I've watched baseball enough, I don't think people are throwing games. It just doesn't look like they are. And you can't make a game go the way you want it to. You can pay an ump, you can make an ump do whatever you want, but like, you still, the game is going to play out. However, when you really think about it, and you go, okay, wait a minute, so these teams are owned by like, channels, by television stations, by like, services, tele- cable services, those companies are involved with places like Fox. You think these people don't all talk to each other? They absolutely do. I live in Hollywood. I know, I don't even know how the surface works. And the surface that I do know that works is these people are absolutely in cahoots with each other. And you think, you think that, it, like, it's not the game that they're controlling. It's who is going to play it well that they're controlling. You think that all of this, like, tanking and rebuilding and all that shit, that none of this has to do with, like, who they want in the World Series? Who they want on TV at the end of the year? I mean, it's not the whole picture, but it's in there. And I don't think it's a big, vast conspiracy. I think they just want to make money. You know? I I think they just want to make money, and they want to make money the way they want to make money, so they might as well make money with each other. Uh, to speak to that, um, I follow uh, Full Dissident, who is H. Bryant42 on Twitter, uh, works for ESPN and NPR Last Edition, or Weekend Edition, I mean, and he tweeted on the 15th, five years ago, the Tigers had Miguel Cabrera, J.D. Martinez, Tori Hunter, Victor Martinez, David Price, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and Rick Porcello. Today they lost their 104th game with 14 to play. And I responded with, but they're rebuilding. And like, look at that team that the Tigers had five years ago. Miguel Cabrera, J.D. Martinez, Torrey Hunter, Victor Martinez, David Price, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and Rick Porcello. And then you go and you look at like, oh yeah, the Fox executives definitely don't want this because they want... They want exciting teams. They want Dodgers and Yankees. They want Dodgers and Astros. Probably. They want the Cubs and somebody else. They want Dodgers and somebody else. Because that's they're going to get more eyeballs that way. So why wouldn't it make sense that these other teams like don't try? Because they don't have any incentive to because Fox doesn't want them on their channel in October. So anyway, there's my like entertainment rant so we've got the twins versus the brewers the old american league matchup would be a fun showdown as the brewers seek their first world series title cleveland versus the brewers combined seasons without a world series title 109 and then we've got cleveland versus the cubs the cubs beat cleveland in 2016 i don't remember that to end their curse it would be sweet revenge for cleveland to beat chicago and win their first title since 1948 or maybe sweet revenge for the cubs to silence all their critics who have pounced on them throughout 2019 well here's the thing and i just want to say this about the cubs i they they won 
they lucked that despite Joe Madden, they won despite Joe Madden, which somebody asked me on Twitter last night is if the Cubs don't, you know, make it or whatever, is Joe Madden out? And I said he should be. He's not a good manager. He's just a good character. You know, he's just not. So I think they need something new, but also they don't want to spend any money. So shocking. They want to give all their money to the GOP. So you don't spend money. I mean, you get Nick Castellanos and he works out, but you don't spend any money. This is where you end up. And like I was in Chicago over the weekend visiting a friend and I walked around Wrigleyville and it, I mean, it's crazy different over there. Like all the buildings, it, it's, I haven't lived in Chicago in seven years and it shows like, it's like a whole nother place. I mean, I'm glad Wrig- Wrigley Field has like been updated because it was really falling apart, but it feels weird and I'm not even judging it necessarily. It's just like, wow, this is a whole different place. And like people were going into Wrigley Field and it was like Adobe conferences and stuff like the Cubs I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that they're not a baseball team, but they're something other than a baseball team. Also, like they've transcended that, and now it's just like it's an idea and it's a brand and it's like just a different thing. So, um, anyway, the thing I was gonna say that was specific was when they got their World Series rings, they put a goat on the side of it, and I remember seeing that and going like, "How dare you invite that back in again?" And, like, they look what's happened since. I mean, that next season, Chris Bryant was out for almost the whole season. And, like, do I think they're cursed again? I don't know. But I don't know why you would want that as part of your win. You know, like, why would you want to bring the GOAT back in? I don't know. Just doesn't seem right to me. And then the final one is the Twins versus the Cardinals. Um, And I like how we're completely discounting all of the wildcard teams. Um, the Oakland A's are winning. Tampa Bay is still in the hunt. And then Cleveland is, uh, four games out of the central division and they are tied with Tampa Bay for the second wild card. So Oakland is up two games. They've won two in a row. They've gone eight and two in their last 10. Tampa Bay has gone six and four and won one. And Cleveland has won four. They're now at 90 wins and 63 losses, which is a straight tie with the Tampa Bay Rays. And Oakland is 92 and 61. Um, and Cleveland has also gone 8 and 2. So you look at that and you think, I mean, any of those teams have a chance to beat Minnesota, but that's not who they're going to play. They're going to either play the Yankees or Houston. And I mean, look, man, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, and that's Jack Flaherty facing the Twins lineup. Thank you very much. I mean, nobody's going to watch that, but I would. So Brett adds two other intriguing showdowns. Yankees versus Cubs. Obviously. Obviously good reasons to big old brands taking each other on. Two classic franchises, and it would be fun to see the Yankees pitching staff maneuver through that Cubs lineup. Would love to see that. And then we've got the Rays versus Dodgers. The Dodgers facing the franchise that GM Andrew Friedman dumped in order to take over in Los Angeles. Plus, a small market underdog franchise versus the big bad Dodgers would have interesting upset potential. I mean, that sounds really great to me. I would love that. I would also personally love a Cleveland versus Dodgers World Series for obvious personal reasons. And, you know, I would also love to see an Oakland-LA World Series because like why not throw it back you know what I mean and have that thing happen again that would be pretty great 
But realistically speaking, I'm going to be happy with whatever it ends up being because all these teams have been really exciting and really fun to watch all year long. So I am really excited about this postseason, especially the wildcard hunt, because we're going to have some tiebreakers, and those are a lot of fun. So here we go. Get ready. You better fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Get ready for the postseason, the pennant chase on Three Swings podcast, and uh, please come out to that Denver game, uh, game <laughs> Denver show uh, next week. I think it's on Saturday around three or five. Um, uh, just go to High Plains, search High Plains Comedy Festival on Google, and then you know find me on the performers page, and then the show will be right there. Plus, it'll probably be in the notes for this show. Um. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that listens to this show consistently or not consistently. Thank you for listening to it. Um, that was like a weird burp yawn that just happened. So apologies for that. Um, yeah, I really like enjoy making the show and I enjoy talking to all of you and meeting you out on the road. Um, it's been a lot of fun and I love doing it. So please keep supporting the show Buy the merch on the page thing. And, you know, I'm drinking out of a three swings mug right now. So keep doing that because that helps us out. Uh, You know, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. And uh, as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.